Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy Will McCoy, and I am the host of a brand new little show called Three and D, an NBA podcast. Um, had an idea for this podcast about a while ago. Um, finally, got the nerve up to get grab a microphone and see what I could create. Um, gonna be bringing in a couple of my best friends in the world to help me with this. Um, the NBA is very near and dear to my heart, um, and it is, in my mind, the best sports league in the world. But it's also the most comical. So this show won't be um, a bunch of hardcore statistics. It won't be um, like some of our favorite debate shows on Fox and ESPN. This is going to be, I want you to think about this as if it was a movie. This is probably going to be a romantic comedy, but for basketball. Um, We're going to have a lot of jokes, a lot of laughs, and we're going to use the NBA as a backdrop to do it. So um, I hope you guys stick around. Um, I promise you, even if you aren't the biggest basketball head or whatever the case may be, you will find this show entertaining. So I would say just stick around, give us a few episodes, and I promise you you'll laugh. Um, you'll you'll be waiting to hear the next episode so you can throw it on in the car when you're driving to work or at the gym or whatever the case may be. So thank you guys for your time. Hope you guys listen and spread the word about us. See you soon. Peace. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first episode of the 3ND NBA podcast. Uh, this is your boy, Will McCoy, and I am here today with my partner in crime, friend of more than 20 years, Maury Harris. Maury, say what's up to the people. What's up? So we've been kind of kicking around this idea for a while now. Um you know, both of us are incredibly huge NBA fans, um, and basically we've been doing these podcasts for a long time anyway, we just haven't been recording them. So we figured, why not kick out some dough, get a microphone, and let's just see where this thing goes. So, um, But thank you guys for listening to this first episode. Um, we're just going to see where this thing takes us. The uh, topic for this, and I guess, inaugural episode will be... Um, an NBA preview for the 2019-2020 season. So we are, well, this was kind of set up by me. So um, this breakdown was done by me. Maury didn't have any input into it. He's just going to provide his feedback live on the (laughs) microphone. (laughs) So um, we're going to go through every team in the league. So we, I broke everything down by tiers. So there's four tiers that each team will be placed into. We'll go through each of the tiers, and for each team, we're going to go through the eight best players on the team, their projected over-unders from Vegas in terms of wins and losses for the season, and we're going to talk about if we want to put any money on that more. Um, Expectations, again, expectations that I have for the team, and at least one essential question for each roster. So, more, you got anything you want to say to people before we jump into this thing? Just know I got some hot takes about some guys, and I'm going to talk about my Bulls. It might, it might ride a little while on these Bulls because I got to talk through some stuff, but be ready. We're ready. So we're going to start in the Eastern Conference, too. So, all right. So the tiers are going to break down like this, right? So the four tiers are non-playoff team. Those keep getting them checks all-stars. They just here for the checks, right? 
the second tier is the first round. We're just happy to be here. We just happy we made the postseason, but we don't expect to do anything, guys. The third tier is the final four, which is teams that expect to make the playoffs, expect that they could and should win their first round series, and believe they have a puncher's chance to get to the conference finals. And the last tier, of course, is the contenders, which is teams that come in feeling like if they don't at least get to the finals and make a real run at it this year, then the season was a failure for them. So, without further ado, let's get started. We're going to start in the Eastern Conference because, boy, I don't know how much uh, conversation we want to have about some of these teams. So, we're going to just jump right into some of these guys, uh, the non-playoff tier Eastern Conference teams. First one, the Cleveland Cavaliers. (laughs) Eight best players. Tristan Thompson, Kevin Love, Colin Sexton, Darius Garland, Larry Nance Jr., Nick Stoskis, Jetty Osman, Brandon Knight. How'd he make the list? Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> He's still in the league. He's still in the league. I don't have any expectations for this team. Um that they gonna be sorry. That's all that's all the expectation I got for my guess. Oh man, I got all the expectations when I saw this list. Brandon Knight. <laughs> This guy is getting dunked on this season. <laughs> Zion or Jabba Red is putting that work on him, giving another meeting this season. Because he going to play, the, he going to jump. He said he don't care. He going to jump. He going to get this work this season. I'm telling you, Brandon Knight <laughs> or the fast break, catching the air from Jabba Red or Zion. Book it. <laughs> um, I can see it. It'd be sad if he get memed up again. <laughs> he can't keep going in his career. That's that's pathetic. Um, one essential question: When I did this list, I found out that Matthew Delavadova was still on the team. <laughs> did you know that Matthew Delavadova was still on the squad? I forgot he was in the league. I, I, I completely <laughs> forgot he was in the league. I was like, oh yeah, they did take him back. And I mean, I guess it's the best spot for him. It's, it's people like him in Cleveland. He a Cleveland guy. He, he likes to. Do stuff in Cleveland, only in Cleveland. <laughs> so maybe this is how he keeps his career going. <laughs> yeah, Delhi. Keep getting him checked, Delhi. Um, Kevin Love. Does he get traded this season? I guess the bigger question is, can he stay healthy? Because he's still a twenty and ten guy, but is it twenty and ten games played or? <laughs> 20 points and 10 rebounds. I can't tell it anymore. So, I think you got to get to at least game 30 before they think about even. And he got to play all of them before they think about trading. Yeah. And he'll come up again as we go through the other teams. Because it feels like there's a couple different plays that he might can land and make make some sense. But um, I'm guessing it'll at least cost him somebody at first to get him. Because he's still like like 18 and probably 8 guy on on a good team. Um but, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll probably double back to him. Let's move on. The New York Knicks. Best players. Julius Randle, Bobby Portis, Kevin Knox, Marcus Morris, Dennis Smith Jr., Mitchell Robinson, R.J. Barrett, Alfred Payton. Under. Over oh, under oh, oh. 27 and a half. I got anxious. These guys is going to lose a ton of games. I mean, I was excited when Julius Randle got signed. I was like, oh, man, he's going to be nice somewhere. And then they signed Bobby Portis right after. I was like, oh, so we don't need trust Julius Randle going to be nice. We just go get all the power forwards up in here. And, man, Julius Randle ain't going to make a difference anyway. I mean, he be, he be putting up numbers, 
but him be putting up wins. So, yeah, I feel like Julius gonna end up on my fantasy squad because he's gonna have like nineteen and nine and four a game, but he gonna do it losing by fifteen every night. But who cares? It's my fantasy team, and it's about money, and it's about my money. So, Julius, welcome to my fantasy squad. I'm putting it out there already before we actually do our draft on Monday night. So, 27 and a half. You saying under? Under. The East so damn bad. It's just hard for me to say pretty much under with almost any team because it's so bad in the Eastern Conference. They had 17 wins last year. So, I mean, I don't think and Julius Randle, Bobby Porter's, and this is when you see the graphic of the New York Knicks. The guy on the graphic gonna be Marcus Morris. The East gonna be, and anytime you got Marcus Morris leading your graphic, the New York Knicks led by Marcus Morris. No sir, you are not winning twenty five games. Cut it out. <laughs> so I guess you already answered my one of such a question was: Is there a weird universe where this team could be an eighth seed? I mean, if Julius Randle dropping forty and twenty five a night, maybe. <laughs> If OG Bobby Portis was the guy I thought he was in Chicago, uh, I guess, but no. 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 Not fucking with. Okay. Uh, right up the road, our closest team, our second team, the Washington Wizards, <laughs> best players, Bradley Bill, Rui Hachimura, Ian Mahimney. I named two players and I already got the Ian Mahimney. I mean, you just stop this right there. I don't think you need to read all the rest of these guys. The people need to know. The people need to know who's going to be out there suiting up for their wizards this season. (laughs) Ian Mahimney, CJ Miles, Isaiah Thomas, the whack version of Isaiah Thomas now, Sam Deckard, Admiral Schofield, and Ish Smith. Ish Smith should have been high on that list. I mean, if you you read this, if you're making this in order, that is pure disrespect to Ish. Come on, man. I mean, he's the career backup, but still. But still. Over under 26 and a half. You know, I actually said over because I respect Bill that much. I mean, they had 32 wins last season. It was just Bill. So, I think he could drag him to a strong 30 by himself. And if Isaiah Thomas is even 70% of what he once was, they could do a little bit. Yeah, I just, I don't know what to do with them because, I mean, okay, so let's get to my expectation. My expectation is that I'll be able to go to any Wizards game I want because tickets will be readily available this season at a bargain basement price. They always been. They they, they going to be that when they <laughs> nice, whether they saw it. You can always get to a Wizards game. And the one essential question, does Bill finish the season as a Wizard? Ah, uh, I'll... I want them to only because, I mean, then why go to the Wizards games? I mean, if they just go get bust down every night. So, I don't want to see John Wall out there by himself when he come back, if he ever comes back. But Because, so, the thing was with those two, right, was that I guess they, they kind of got along, but they kind of had some beef about who the kind of alpha guy was or whatever. So, now that Wall's gone, this bill, like, fuck it, it's my time. All NBA, we're going to win 35 games, and I'm going to put up. 29, 7, and 7, and we just go maybe make the playoffs and get waxed, or does he actually care about winning is the question. Oh, well, I mean, this real team. John Wall gave up the team when he looked like he was like 250 pounds in an Olympic program. <laughs> and right now, why he injured, I ain't seen a picture of John Wall. Not that I want to, but, man, if he ain't moving around and he eating like he was, even the camera add 10 pounds, 
or injuries add 10 pounds. I don't know what add 10 pounds, but something added 10 pounds job all last time. So I, don't, I wouldn't know what he like right now. You know, that's kind of a good point, though, because I've seen plenty, and I ain't even on Instagram. I've seen plenty of like videos of like Kevin Durant in the pool doing stuff, shooting the basketball, training, riding around his little scooter. I ain't seen no no videos of all. <laughs> as far as I know, he in the basement eating Chick Fil A right now. I don't know what he's doing with his so. We talk too long about the wizard. Let's move on. Oh yes. Oh boy, the Charlotte Hornets. Oh god. <laughs> Best players, Miles Bridges. Did you hear what I said? Did you hear how I started this conversation? <laughs> Best players, Miles Bridges, who wasn't even good last year. Okay, Miles Bridges, Nicholas Batum, 50, what, $8 million man, Terry Rozier, Hmm. Malik Monk, Marvin Williams, PJ Williams, Cody Zeller, and Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Over under 23 games. You know I said under. And let me tell you right now, in every team I looked, I had somebody highlighted I want to talk about. This team, there's no highlights on this page. There's nobody <laughs> on this team that I even want to discuss. I mean, Scary Terry, I know I don't know that much about him. The Celtics, he has a few good games, but I mean, he ain't. He's all right, but he's not real. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, they he's not going to make up a Kemba. That goes without saying. Expectations for this team? Let me just put it out there. I will not watch one single minute of this team this season. I got lead pass. I will not watch them at all. Under any circumstance. They can be playing the Lakers. We change, we change the channel. I do not want to watch this team play basketball. They're awful. I don't think I've ever seen the Charlotte Hornets highlight in like the past three years. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't even... I keep forgetting they the league as a team, as a whole. These guys... I mean, I saw the list of these guys. Some of these guys have been around there. And ah, I don't know nothing about these guys except they bad. One essential question. Is it possible for this team to challenge for the all-time worst record at 9-73? I don't believe so only because, I mean, guys going to take a night off against these guys every time they see. When they see Malik Monk standing in front of me, they like, okay, Marvin Williams, okay. We, we, can, we can relax. We can, we can sit some guys down tonight. It's a rest night. They might stumble into 10 wins. Yeah. Yeah, and they're actually going to probably be trying for whatever reason, so you're probably right about that. One more essential question, though. I ain't even got this written down. I just thought about this. Is Michael Jordan the worst owner in sports now? See, everybody blame Mike for this. I mean, I think he just not a good um, evaluator of coaches and GMs. Because it can't be. Mike ain't telling them to pick all these these guys that he end up with. Because this... If this is Mike, they might need to cut it out. He putting a bad rap on all player owners. He just need to cut it out and find something else. But I don't think Mike can do this. Mike, Mike can't be accepting this. Mike will mess around. Mike does not have no more black owners. <laughs> He's messing it up for the whole race. Mike's terrible. I don't know what we need to do for Mike. We got we to gotta get Mike some help. He needs some help. He really does. I, I don't even know what to say about it. It's terrible. Uh, uh-oh. Okay. Go ahead and take a squig of your water because you know what the next group is about to be. So, I know you need to gear up because you're going to have a lot to say about these guys. Next team, Maury's, my formerly, but Maury's still current, almost 40 years running, favorite basketball team, the Chicago Bulls. Best players, Zach Levine, Laurie Markkinen, Wendell Carter Jr., 
Otto Porter Jr., Kobe White, Thad Young, Denzel Valentine, and Thomas Sadoransky. Over under 33 and a half. Oh, you know I went over. <laughs> you gonna put some money on that? Hey, if, 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 if time come and I can make it out to Vegas, I definitely put it on over us getting 34 wins. Book it. But let me tell you something. Like I told y'all with my Niners, I'm going to say it this way. I, I made the pre the pre-statement. If healthy, you keep this guys healthy. I promise you, they won't make the playoffs. These guys need to give it up. I'm sick of these guys. I watched Summer League. I watched that preseason game against the Pelicans. Come on, man. Come on, boy. All these turnovers got to stop. This man, I heard when they caught on Jalen Jacoby talking about some. He came out the draft talking about he was going to be the best guy out of the draft. This guy was like, I could be a 10 rebound guy. What? What? That's all I can expect from you, 10 boys? Is that what we doing? Well, you threw me for a loop with this one. So you, you you brought me in. I thought you were about to go all home on me. Now you're trying to do the reverse jinx. I see what you're trying to do. I see you trying, trying to put it in the world that you don't believe in these guys. So when they go out there, they be an AFC. Then you can be all hype rooting for them. I see what you're trying to do. Oh, I mean, I'm going to be hype if they make it. But I'm going to tell you the, the difference maker on the squad. The guy that I'm I'm 100% in, and he's going to be on my fantasy squad this season. Otto Porter Jr., man. I believe this guy is the glue guy that's going to make stuff happen in Chicago. Only problem is, we believe that Sadoransky may be our best point guard. I don't know why Coach believes that, but this guy is a career backup, and Kobe needs to be out there doing work. Although he's kind of iffy with his shooting, I let him chuck it up with Zach Levine and Lowry and get Wendell out here getting his off the backboard. If that's what he want to do, and we can make something happen. But I feel like we gonna be the coach gonna have us with a sorry ladder with Sadoransky running the show, and then. Done, and then Kobe gonna be writing the back end, being trash. We gonna be at Tibbs era where the best point guard on the squad sitting way there back in the back until injuries come about, and we done lost like twenty games already. That's where it's gonna be at, but that's okay. We still gonna get that thirty four. I tell you that. <laughs> I tell you that. We still get that thirty four. Okay, so can I ask you a question? Because I don't watch a ton of Bulls games anymore. So Denzel Valentine still on the squad? Like is. Like, how do they use him? Is he, like, the point forward guy? Like, what's what's his role on the team? Let me tell you what his role on the team is. Injured. That's what his role <laughs> is. Every time I look up, I, like, I saw the, I saw the, this list. I was like, oh, yeah, this is still around. We ain't got rid of this guy because he's still on the freaking contract. And every year, he out by, like, game five. And I ain't seen him play ever. I saw him in preseason. And that was probably the first time I seen him in a while. I was like, oh, we still got this out. But, I mean, I don't even know what he played. I don't know what he plays because he probably ain't going to play. And that's the problem. <laughs> that's the problem with why we drafted this guy. I thought he was going to be nice. I, I was feeling good about it. I was like, oh, man, we got this guy. He a winner. He going to teach these guys how to win. This is our Draymond. This is to be our Draymond. <laughs> right. <laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't at all. Otto going to be our Draymond. Book it. That's toughed up. Okay. So uh, it sounded like that you already uh, begrudgingly agree with my expectation, which is that the Bulls going to miss the playoffs again and Gar Pack going to keep their jobs. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. I want them to make the playoffs. I want to see these guys make it work. I just don't believe that they can make it work just yet. We're, right, we're going to be right up there. We're going to be contending. We're gonna, we ain't going to be trash this season. But we're going to be as close to trash without being really good that you could be. Okay. So given the current state 
of the conference. And this is the question. And the inferior talent base in the Eastern Conference. Do the Bulls have a surprise All Star on the roster? And if so, who do you think who would you get the best odds to? Well, although I'm how Otto, Otto ain't got no chance. Zach Levine is a highlight reel, but he poor so a volume score, so he ain't got no chance. So the only guy that would get true respect on the squad that could even imagine an All Star appearance is Lowry, and we're gonna have to win. We have to be in the top. Five teams in the East for them to even get a chance. So, where I'm seeing us, we ain't gonna win enough games for anybody to make it. So, if you're trying to make like a 19 and 9 case for him or something like that, 19 9, th- two, wolf, two threes a game. Oh, yeah, he gonna, gonna make the All Star team. Larry gonna be busting it down this season. But it ain't, he, I, I, I think he has the talent. He just don't have the the team, the support. He ain't gonna have that backing. He ain't gonna have that, oh, I play for the Pacers and I can be marginally nice and I will make it to the. All-Star game. He's going to be, I play for the Bulls. People like me, but uh, they're about to have Jimmy. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, uh, I actually agree with you. If, if, if anybody makes the All-Star team for y'all, I think it would probably be him. So, uh, Going down, going right down 85, baby, to Georgia. Atlanta Hawks. Best players. Trey Young, Kevin Herter, John Collins. DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish, Evan Turner, Jabari Parker, Alex Lynn, over under 35. I'm going over with them too. I probably would go over with them too. I think my expectation for them is just that they're going to be a top-notch league pass team this year for me. These guys going to stay on the TV in prime time. They're going to be running the gun and shooting threes, dunking, doing stuff. So I'm all in with these guys this season. They're going to make my league pass perfect. So when I do, whenever I do my rankings, I'm pretty sure they're going to be one of the top teams in my league pass rankings. Yeah, they would put up a ton of threes this season. The one guy I want to really see is in, in the NBA, it's Cam Reddish. I mean, because all I heard off, all off season, the, the players that played with him, that went to school with him, talk about, hey, he was the baddest guy out there, the guy that's going to be the best. But a dude, he won't. He didn't do nothing for me. Yeah, I mean, he. when I watched him in the game, I, I really forgot he was on the floor a lot of times. So it was like, why he got four points? And he's supposed to be like one of the like the sixth best player in the country or something like that. It was just weird. I know some people feel like he got misused in a system or whatever, but it's like, dog, like you got to show and prove at some point. Like Zion, I have putting his imprint. RJ trying. He was like, Cam, I mean, is that good in terms of his personality? He felt the need that he could fall back and not trip or whatever, but... It was like, darling, you you got to do something out here. You know what I mean? He he disappeared too much for me. So I I'm interested to see him too in his kind of pro system because a lot of people try to throw out the Clay Thompson comparison with him, and we'll see. Yeah, I, I don't know if he got the motor, but you know, I guess he have to show it in these games coming up. Um, Ken Young, Trey Young, or John Collins take the All Star leap and take these guys on a run to the AFC this year. I think Trey Young going to have all the publicity. He going to get all the highlights. He going to have his name out there. So, I think he could be fringe. If they, again, if they good, he can he get right there. He get right up to the edge and just do a little bit of push to get him on there. But, uh, I still don't think he'll make it. I think he'll get to right close, but nah. But, so, I guess then it becomes like, what guards would keep him out? Like, what's the, what's the all-star guards? In the East. Oh, man. I mean, we got Scary Terry out there in Charlotte. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't think we gotta worry about that. I mean, because like you look at it, like Vic hurt, Oladipo's hurt, right? Yeah. So it's like Kyle Lowry, Ben Simmons. So we just gonna hop over Kemba. Kyrie off top. We, we just yeah. gotta let Kyrie in the East. Yeah, I guess. I, I guess he maybe he could fight for one of those last spots. I guess. But yeah, I don't love it. Um, but I'm pulling for the guy because I think he's fun. So, so that's the end of the of the, of the bum section for the Eastern Conference. Let's move to the first round adulation guys that are just happy to be there. And these these this team is the epitome of we just happy to be there. <laughs> Detroit Pistons best players: Blake Griffin, Andre Drummond. Reggie Jackson, Luke Kennard, Markeith Morris, Joe Johnson, Derrick Rose, and your favorite, Tony Snell. Baby quiet. <laughs> Over under 37 and a half. My expectations for them to be the most unremarkable seven seed <laughs> and get punished in round one. See, now, I looked at last year. They won 41 games last year. So this 37 and a half is pure disrespect. They definitely going to get at least 38. Yeah, I, I would probably go hard on over with them, too. I ain't going to bet on them because I don't want to bet on the Pistons. Nah. I just don't want to bet on the Pistons. In my soul, I don't want to do that. But I'm expecting that in a worse, than, a worse Eastern Conference that they would at least be able to put up the same amount of wins they had. Uh, one essential question. Do you think the Blake, the Blake Griffin Pistons will ever have a single meaningful NBA moment? Oh, no. See, I forget that Blake be on the piston. This guy, I mean, he played well. He was fine. But he didn't He didn't really take up to the next level. This is still Andre Drummond team. He there. He there. But this Drummond team. Yeah, let's move on. Um, the Orlando Magic. Best players. Nick Vucevic, Aaron Gordon, Jonathan Isaac, Evan Fournier. Terrence Ross, DJ Augustine, Mo Bamba, Al Faruka Minu. Over under 40 and a half. Under. They had 42 wins last season. They're going to try to get Mark Harrell in the mix. I really wish the best for him. I, I, I don't want to see a number one pick go out the way he did. I don't know if it was injury, if it was mental, what it was, but he deserved better. Yeah, I mean, and you kind of already went right into my expectations and my essential question, really, because so this team is just a bunch of fours and fives. So I feel like it just has to, somebody has to get traded because the roster just makes no sense at all. So, I mean, I still love Aaron Gordon in terms of like what I feel like he could be in the right situation. Like I, my my dream for him would be like getting traded to the Blazers. You know Man. what I'm saying? Where he can kind of just be that fun athletic forward that's going to score and dunk and rebound and get some assists and do athletic stuff on a good team. Um, but here was another trade I had thought about with the Warriors. Let's say like in like February and Clay's coming back or whatever. They knew Clay's coming back. Would the Warriors trade Russell for, for Aaron Gordon and be like, hey, Draymond, teach this guy the way? <laughs> I mean, that could be good for him. That'd be it. That'd be that'd give him a better younger core to go with and ride with. So, I think that'd be cool for them. I think that would make more sense for their roster, especially since they've lost so many wings. Like I know Sean Livingston technically a point guard, but he's six seven. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They lost Iggy too. Um, so I feel like the Warriors got super small, and now they don't have really much balance on the perimeter. So 
a trade like that, I think, would make more sense for both teams. And then D'Angelo could go to Orlando and just do D'Angelo stuff, and he would make sense for their team as a score for his point guard. You know what I'm saying? Um, the more central question. We already talked about him. Mark Fox is he actually going to play NBA basketball? Because we keep seeing these videos float out on Twitter and Snapchat and shit, but... I hope so. I mean, that's the one thing I'm hoping. I want to see him... I want to see him at least see what he has going for him. If he's going to be missing shots... Then let me be the guy missing shots. Well, at least be out there trying. Yeah. I don't want to see what if, what if, what if every year. I want to see what he can do. Yeah, I mean, it's that's one of the weirdest. I, I can't even just say NBA. I think like the weirdest sports stories of the decade, at least. Yeah. I mean, like the for you to be like the number one overall pick in your sport and basically just to not play your sport at all for like three years. <laughs> Is it's just, for for like an injury that we don't even really even understand what the injury is. Yeah, we didn't get to see it happen. It just, oh man, it's like he got this nerve condition or something that we think that affects his shooting motions. Like, uh, okay, so when's he coming back? And it's like, I don't know. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Then they clear him. Then they don't clear him. And then he's taking shots. And then he's not. And he's on the bench. And he's not. This is weird. I don't. Bust for the kid. You you love Chick Fil A and we all love Chick Fil A so you know <laughs> that's for him. Uh, that's the end of that group. That one was short in the Eastern Conference. It'll be a little longer for the West. The f- next group in the Eastern Conference, the Final Four. Again, these are teams that think that they could win. They should win their round one and got a chance to get to the conference finals. So first team, Indiana Pacers, best players: Victor Oladipo, Demonis Sabonis, Miles Turner, T.J. Warren, Malcolm Brogdon. Jeremy Lamb and the Holiday Brothers, Aaron and Justin. Over under forty seven and a half. I might be on the hater mode on these guys, but I'm the guy that's gonna say under. I don't believe they can ride this thing out this long without Victor Oladipo out there. And their cast of characters fine; they know how to play. But I don't think they keep on winning these games. They're gonna prove it to me. They proved me wrong last year. I think they could do it. They did it. Savone is good. Miles Turner is good for what he does. But without Victor, I don't think they're going to keep that energy up. You're going to keep that energy up for so long for people to take you down. You know, I think for them, it's going to be like some surprise team in the Eastern Conference. Because I think we all assume that Philly and Milwaukee is going to win a bunch of games just because they have the most talent and the infrastructure is already there pretty much. So, but I feel like it's going to be at least one other team that's going to win like 53, 54 games. And it feels like them, the Pacers, could be a team to do it just because they're going to have a team that's going to play smart, they're going to play efficient, they're going to play defense, they're going to do it on both ends. Um, They already pretty much got their roster together. And the guys that they added, like Brogdon, just going to fit in easily. T.J. Warren, who was a low-key, I think, great pickup for them. Yeah. Maybe like a six-man that will come in and average probably like 15 off the bench. Hopefully he's on my fence team too. Um, but I think that they can easily be that team. If they can get Vic back by like MLK Day, then they going to make a run to the third seed probably. Um, one essential question. Can In 2019, can a Demona Sabonis, Miles Turner, front court pairing, be a championship level duo. Miles, then I had him on my fantasy team. Um, then fell off. He, he take games off. I don't know what he do. Sometimes you can key him up for about twenty points, twenty rebounds. 
Other games, it's like five points and one rebound. Yeah. And Sabonis. Sabonis has been great since he got there. I don't know if Orlando didn't know what they was giving up. or I mean, not Orlando, but um, Oklahoma City didn't know what they was giving up. Yeah. But this guy's a star. Yeah, I think they want. I think they tried to turn him into a four because they already had um, what's our what's what's our homeboy from the cent, uh the center. Oh, um, uh, Adams. Yeah, yeah. Steve Adams. So I think they tried to turn him into a four because of that. But he's a five. You know, so he's a yeah. low post five. Um, but I'm interested to see kind of how Miles bounces back after because one of the big things about international play too is that it usually is good for the guys to go over there and play in those international games get that level of competition especially if they really had that in the NBA so coming off the fact that he that Miles was a key member of a, the worst showing of a international team that we've had in forever I'm curious to see how that impacts his coming into this season and does it make him better does it make it worse is it indifferent um but, but here's another question. If you could only keep one of them and you were going to trade one, who would you try to keep? Oh, uh, you don't have to say, don't keep his bonus. I already said it off top. Okay. Miles. Miles good. But I expected more from him last season. Okay. I, I, I expected him to be a game changer last season. And he was good. He was good enough from time to time. But he didn't do what I expected. Okay. Um. So... I think I would keep Miles just because he, I think he fits a little bit more into what the NBA big man is now. But I can I can see the argument for both, just depending on what the roster construction is that you were trying to put together and all that. So um, next thing, Brooklyn Nets, Kyrie, Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis LeVert, Joe Harris, Jared Allen, Torian Prince, DeAndre Jordan, Wilson Chandler, over under forty three and a half. I'm going over. They won 42 games last season. And if they don't win 44, we could officially say Kyrie is a cancer. So, I mean, there's no way. There's no way that they are going just barely a game and a half better than what they did last year. When they added Kyrie, Torian Prince. They should be good. Karis Avert hopefully going to be healthy this season all the way. Yeah, again, like it feels like... It feels like there's no way they shouldn't win, at least in the half 40s, like 47, 48 games, something like that, just off of sheer talent. Um, but my expectation would, is that Dinwiddie, Levert, and Allen going to all take a step back because of Kyrie and DeAndre. Because, I, you know, Jared Allen was good last year, and it, they made it very clear. Like, Kyrie and Durant made it very clear coming to the team. Like, we're doing this nepotism thing, and we're getting DeAndre signed. We're, we're not getting him signed to help the team. We're getting him signed because he's our boy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, if you're going to pay him $40 million, then what does that say to Jared Allen? You know what I'm saying? Like, So, I'm supposed to take the backseat to the bum because he's your friend? Even though he's not good anymore? So, I think that will be funny. I mean, unless DeAndre's like, yo, I'm just here to get these checks. I ain't got to play. I'm good. Like, If he do that, then I guess it'd be okay. But, you know, if he out there like, nah, I'm supposed to be out here getting these double-doubles playing 28 minutes a night, then I, I can see that being an issue. Well, that's the coach's job. I mean, if the coach going to control the team, he knows who his best players are. So, if DeAndre ain't cutting out, he's going to hit the vent and accept it. Yeah. And it's not like Durant and Kyrie going to be like, all right, well, you ain't paying DeAndre. Trade us together. 
Right. That's not happening. So, coach got the power right now. He can do what he want to do. Yeah, I, I wonder. Um, my essential question was, how long does it take for Kyrie to give a Cody quote, blaming the young guys for the failings in the team and how they don't know how it takes to win, so they need to listen to him. And I put the over under at MLK Day. See, I don't think Kyrie really going to be too amped up about this season about trying to win the championship. So, he already know. If KD ain't there, he ain't going to be the one to carry him by himself. So, he's like, we just here. We just in Brooklyn. We chilling. We're going to win some games. Maybe win a playoff series and that be it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Toronto Raptors. The defending champion Toronto Raptors. Kyle Lowry. And this has changed a little bit now since I wrote this list up with his, with his, with his situation. So, Kyle Lowry. Pascal Siakam. OG Ananobi. Mark Gasol, Serge Ibaka, Fred Van Vliet, Norman Powell, Stanley Johnson. Over under 46 and a half. They won 58 games last season. And Kawhi was in low management. So, I'm going over. I mean, they disrespecting these guys. Siakam would, took a huge step last season. I only see him doing better this season. Okay. So... I didn't see too much of Ananobi last season. I guess he was hurt or something. Yeah, he was. He he dealt with me, especially in the playoffs. He like in that last kind of stretch. I think running to the playoffs, he was hurt. So um, hopefully, I know they're hoping to get him back and kind of get him back to the fold. Hopefully, take that type of curve that Pascal took in the last like two years. Um, so I probably would agree with you on the over. This and so and this plays back into so my expectations was that basically the same as the Pacers, smart, disciplined. Gonna play the right way, good coach, all that. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, essential question was well, one of them was will they keep the team together and just make a run as deep as whatever they can do to kind of like say, to give a hat tip to the fact that they're the champions? Or will they become kind of like the auction house for contenders to say, all these pieces must go, we just giving them up to the highest bidder? So, I did this a couple weeks ago, and then like last week, they re up Lowry for another season at $30 million. Yeah. So, it sounds like so. It's from that you would think that they're gonna just go forward with the team, but it could also be that low key Kyle is like the most uh, highly decorated Raptor in history now. He is. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it might be a hat to be like, you're our guy. We just gonna take care of you, and you know we ain't got the same love for Serge or Marcus Hall or whatever. But it, it might be they're just like, yo, we in the East. We just gonna run it back and. That's what it's going to be. We think Pascal can be the guy going forward for us. You know what I'm saying? Like, he can be baby Kawhi, real baby Kawhi, and maybe maybe he becomes an all-NBA player. And I can't really fault him, you know what I'm saying, if that's what they want to do, especially with them being the defending champs. If they don't want to just kick this thing down the road the way um, uh, our man in, in, with the Mavericks did, Cuban, oh, yeah. Yeah. The Cuban did after they won in 2011, he just kind of forfeited the roster, basically. You know what I'm saying? So... um. But by and as a part of that essential question, do you think Pascal could become an all NBA like max type player? I believe so. He showed a lot last season. I, he, I think he can, he can only get better going forward. So, I think I, I, I would consider giving him max if he keeps it up this season. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, I think they probably just gonna go into the off season with it. I, I don't think they can do the extension now. I think they might be past the deadline for it, but. Uh, He's going to get paid regardless. Because if they don't pay him, somebody's going to pay him. But they can't afford not to pay him because you can't replace him. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, at the end of the day, he'll be getting $30 million a year. And hopefully, for their sake, he can, he's one of the 20 best players in the league. So, um, 
But I shout out to the Raptors, man. I, I've been in Toronto for playoff games. I, I, I fuck with the North. The North is great. <laughs> I love to go back. Um, next team. And this was the one. We was talking about this, boy. With the over-unders, this one jumped smooth off the page to me. The Miami Heat. Jimmy Butler. Justice Winslow. Bam Adebayo. Kelly Olnick. James Johnson. Goran Dragic. Deion Waiters. Myers Leonard. Over-under 43 wins. How does this team not win 43 games with Jimmy Butler? Let me tell you how. Because I got the under. Okay, okay. Let me hear it. Let me hear it. Let me hear the case. See, see, because, again, I'm Bulls fan. I'm a hater. (laughs) I don't believe that Jimmy Butler by himself, because this roster is Jimmy Butler and Justice Winslow to me, and I don't think Jimmy Butler can carry these guys. If he couldn't carry the Timberwolves past the first round of the playoff, come on, man. You had Carl Andrew Towns, Andrew Wiggins, and some other chumps, and you couldn't get these guys going, and you wanted to come to Miami with these clowns and, and win 44 games, cut it out, Jimmy. Y'all might miss the playoffs. Come on, man. Don't, don't act like that. So, last season, the Heat won 39, 39 games. games. You telling me Jimmy ain't good for five wins? Jimmy he ain't might good be. for five wins? He might be, but I don't care. I'm still going to say this guy probably get injured. He probably bust a kneecap in game five, and this guy ain't going to take him past 34 games. Book it. <laughs> I, think that, I think that's just your hatership coming out of you more. I, I think that's what that is. Um, so my opinion on it is that Jimmy's going to fit in seamlessly with the Heat. So all that, we up at 4 a.m. We doing two practices before we have our real practice. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we ran five miles on the treadmill. We drank wheat germ smoothies this morning. You know what I'm saying? We practiced hard for two hours before the game. All that, like all that heat shit that Spolstra and Pat Riley is about, that's what Jimmy's about. So he's going to fit right into what they want to do. Um, so I don't think there's going to be no problem there. But I also think that they're going to be a tough-ass out for whoever they meet. Because I do think that unless they have injury problems and they, they come in as a 7 or 8 seed, if they're like anywhere from like 6 to 3, any team that they play in the first round, I think they they should be able to beat. And whoever they play in the second round, whether that be Philly or Milwaukee, is going to have a hell of a time trying to get this team out of their face. And this goes to the question, do you think that they're going to pull the trigger on the Chris Paul trade? Because if they pull the trigger on the Chris Paul trade, and it's like Goran Dragic and like, I think, uh, like Myers Leonard or whatever, or Kelly Olenek, one of those two, and you just doing it to make the money work with waiters or whatever. Yeah. And it's Chris Paul with those guys and Winslow and Butler and Bam Adebayo. Team might, the team might can make the finals in the East. It might can. If they stay healthy, the team might can make the finals in the East Conference. You see, now, if they get Chris Paul, my whole opinion changes. I can flip this up if they get Chris Paul. I, I probably should have put an exception in my statement under unless they get Chris Paul. And that's not even saying that Chris Paul is still nice. I can't really prove that. I can't even bat my life on that. But even Chris 80, Paul around. 80% of what he was. Even yeah. 80% of what he was, though. Even yep. if he's just like 16 and 7, and you just want him for the playoffs to be a playoff guy. Because at that point, Jimmy is the guy. Chris is the second guy. And they're going to be assholes in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Like All that stuff I said about Jimmy and culture and how I charge, same thing with Chris Paul. It just makes sense. And if you Pat Riley, I'm like, why not? I mean, what you waiting on? You might as well go for it. You waiting on Giannis in two years? Ain't no guarantee he coming. Um, and they're not going to have money to sign him anyway. So, I would go for it. I wouldn't try to give up a bunch of assets to get him, but 
hey man, try to get them down to Miami, get that Miami heat on them knees and warm up them hamstrings <laughs> and see what you can do. Because why not? You know what I'm saying? Ain't no guarantees for nobody coming out of the Eastern Conference at all. Um, Boston Celtics. Best players, Kemba, Jason Tatum, Gordon Haywood, Marcus Smart, Enos Kanter, Jalen Brown, Simi Ojale, and Carson Edwards. Got a little ugly on the back end. Uh, over under 50 wins. So, my my expectation with them is that they're going to be a team that's going to have a lot more cohesion. A lot They're going to have a lot more fun together as a unit. But I don't know if that's going to mean that they're going to win more games. And they won 49 last year. So, I would probably go to under with them. That's exactly why I had it. Yeah. And, see, they blame Kyrie for the, for the anger amongst the squad. But the cancer in the squad was Gordon Haywood. Gordon Haywood starting over, starting with Tatum and having Jalen Brown come off the bench. Oh, man, Jalen was pissed. And he pissed because Gordon getting all the money. He getting all the money, and these guys out here scrapping, playing, being the guys that was running the squad two years ago. And he getting paid. They trying to say, oh, yeah, we going to work Gordon back. He going to be our guy. What if he never that guy that he once was again? Then what? Then they screwed. And I can't really see him pulling together. So that's for the reason why I got him under. And I feel like Jalen Brown is going to be pissed if he ain't getting his minutes. Okay. So and that was my thing, too. I was like, at a certain point, does his lack of contract extension start to fuck with their locker room? You know what I'm saying? Like, because. You seen Gordon get paid. Jason's going to get paid. He going to get his money. So, it's like, you know, he's probably, he's looking at Ben Simmons. He's looking at um, our boy in in Denver, the the guard, Murray. He's looking at Murray. And both of them getting five years, 107 million. So, he like, yo. And if Boston ain't even making you an offer, if they ain't even coming with like four for 140, you like, yo. Especially if, if they're not making you that offer and they still putting Gordon Hayward in front of you in a rotation to get your minutes. So uh, that's what I'm curious about. And I would, be, I would be curious to see if another team try to jump in there and poach him away. Also, more like, you know, they're trying to do away with the tampering stuff. But, you know, yeah. you see send those backdoor signals. These guys don't want to pay you. Come to our team. We make this trade. We'll pay you all that stuff. So I think that could happen. I think that's going to be an interesting tidbit for them this season. Um, okay. On to the contenders, and we know it's a short list in the Eastern Conference, boy. <laughs> it's a short list. And we all know who the teams are, so we just get right into it. Philadelphia 76. Best players. Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, Al Horford, Tobias Harris, Josh Richardson, James Ennis, Zaire Smith, Mike Scott, and Trey Burke. Over under 54 and a half. Over. Yeah, I think just off of sheer talent. They should, and and this team has mostly been together. I know they got a few, you know, additions, but they decor what they are is, it's already been together. And like Al Horford ain't gonna have no problem assimilating to what they're doing. I don't think Josh Richardson is either. Um, I'm curious to see Zaire Smith because he was pretty much hurt all that season. Um, and Trey Burke, everyone's favorite backup point guard, Trey Burke, <laughs> is on the squad. Trey Trey will give us a couple thirty point games. So you know what's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, fifty four and a half. I definitely think they could they could fight to get to sixty. Um, expectations easy that they'll make the conference finals and that you know they'll be one of the two teams that should make it to the finals out of these. 
Um, the essential question, Embiid, can he play at the MVP level and stay consistently? I say at that level for nine months, but really it's probably like maybe like four months, maybe like that mid March all the way through June. Like, can he be that guy for that time frame and stay on the court? I don't know. They say he's been everywhere saying that he lost 20 pounds and people say he looks slimmer and all that stuff. So that's good. Dropping all that excess weight. Uh, But still, is that enough to make sure your knees work in the way they should and your back straight and all that? Um, So my big question with Embiid is, is he getting shut down in practice by Al Horford? I mean, this guy (laughs) even even working on this game. Is he scoring on this guy? Because, I mean, that's the one thing you want to know is, if they say, come out of practice, oh, yeah, we watched him be the practice. He actually scoring on Al Horford now. I mean, if they tell me that, oh, man, this guy could be MVP. <laughs> yeah, he said he wants to be MVP and defensive player of the year, so I'm curious about that. I, but with them, I don't think he's going to get the time because I think if they're smart and they're playing a long pole about it, he wouldn't play more than 30-something minutes a game. And he wouldn't play many back-to-backs if I was them just because, like, yo, I'm just trying to get you to the playoffs, bro, like, I know you want to chase those awards, but we trying to chase something bigger right now. The only other central question I had was Ben Simmons. Can he make a shot at it in a dunk or a layup? See, they tried to hype up that three he made the other night. But I looked down, I was like, oh, so the quarter was in and we took that up? I thought they, that was like a that was like a mid-game shot at the crowd that went wild and people jumping off the pitch. <laughs> no, the time was running out. So if you can only shoot a jumper when the time running down, the shot clock running down, the game clock running down, you need to pull those with with five seconds. You need to do the running gun. You need to run down the ball, pop one, <laughs> just show them that's real. Give me a heat check. Give me a heat check, Ben. Yeah, he's. I don't know. So a lot of people say they think that he shoots with the wrong hand. Just, I don't think it matters what hand he shoots with. I think he's just terrible. But I mean, the guy's super talented. It's just you know, it's disappointing when you come back every summer and I'm like, yo, we all know you can't shoot. How, how you keep coming back and can't shoot at all? Still. Like, even a little bit. It's, like, with Giannis, I'd be like, yo, Giannis can make shots. He's not a shooter. He can make shots, though. I can see the improvement in Giannis' game every summer. I don't know what the fuck this dude does in the offseason. He needs to lead him. I know he stopped messing with them Jimmys and them Kardashians. <laughs> These guys going to learn and stop. How many guys got to have failed relationships with Jimmys and Kardashians before they just give it up? How do they meet them all? I mean, they just be hanging out outside the game. Do they, do they follow each other on Instagram? I don't know how these young kids do it anymore, but <laughs> it just seems like they all fall into a trap. I don't know. Um, last one. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks. Best players, reigning MVP, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Chris Middleton, George Hill, Brooke Lopez, Robin Lopez, Eric Bledsoe, Ursana Yasova, and Wesley Matthews. Over under 56 and a half. And they won uh, 60, 60, last, 60 year. last year. Yeah. Expectation, same thing as the Sixers, basically. Yeah, not, I expect them to go over. I mean, they won six of last year. They ain't going to drop four. They ain't going to go four games worse another year. And I think Chris Middleton going to keep on making this league respect him. Giannis is going to be Giannis. So, I guess um, the Bledsoe thing. Is that a real thing? Because he was off in the playoffs. He's been off in the playoffs like the last two years. So is 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 that going? Do you think that's a thing that's going to continue with them, or is because like, this is also kind of a? I think there may be some issues financially around like around stuff around like taxpayer trying to make trades for guys and stuff like that. But this is also kind of a sneaky Chris Paul team if they wanted to jump out that window. 
Yeah, he might, he might work well for them too. I don't think Eric Bledsoe, Eric Bledsoe sometimes. He one of them guys that some games you're going to get what you need and other games it's just not going to happen. Turns out in the playoffs it was no games you get Eric Bledsoe. But he could be better. He could be better. I think he's good enough to at least run with this squad. So he ain't going to kill him. He ain't going to be a cancer. Okay. Um, I said, you know, the question really was, is do you think they have enough ball handling and playmaking to win a finals on this team? Ah, to make it to the finals. I mean. To make it to the finals, you feel like, yeah, maybe? I feel like they got a good chance. I, I feel like, I mean, they ain't going to run away with it. They're not going to run through the league and it's going to be like, oh, man, we believe Milwaukee going to do this for us. But I feel like they can make some noise if they get there. Probably won't win the championship, but they can make some noise if they get there. Okay. Um, part of me still wants to pick them, but part of me is like, because I still think Giannis is going to be the best player in that series, but I don't know, man. When you relying on Eric Bless, or the way they're going to be relying on him, it's just, I don't love it for a championship round. And if, if Philly can just, if they're just going to basically build a wall in front of Giannis with a bunch of dudes that's like 6'9 and taller. We like MB Horford and Ben Simmons and all these guys. Is I feel like this, the the Sixers probably out of edge at this point. If 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 MB is healthy, um, but I feel like they're gonna be a, like the Sixers would be like a super flawed team to get to the finals and then get not even get their ass whooped in terms of like a win loss, like they get swept. But like just just watching it on the course, gonna be like these guys are saying in the league with these yeah these other like Western Conference real teams because it's, it's just such a big flaw. And the shooting and Ben Simmons' game and all that stuff, but yeah, if they if they wanted to get involved in the Chris Paul trade, I'd be really interested in that for them too. Um, so we've been going for a while here, so I think I'm gonna make the executive decision that we're gonna pause for the calls. We're gonna let this one stand on its own, and we're gonna come back and re-record for the Western Conference in a few. But we're gonna let this we're gonna let the Eastern Conference sit at its own as its own pod. We will go get some water, hit the bathroom. We will uh, get a bathroom break. We're going to take a couple shots of rum, and we will come back, and we will do the Western Conference. My wife disappeared. She's supposed to be producing this thing, but I guess she's upstairs producing the child that's six months old. So, <laughs> you guys listening, appreciate it. We'll be back with you in a few minutes.